I will never write a single line which I have not first felt in my own heart. He'll teach you everything. Truer words were never spoken. All right. Language and writing were made available. I'm writing this down. This is good stuff. I'm John, and this is John Helps You Write Better. So, hey, let's uh, let's write better. Sure, why not? Today, I've got a question for you that didn't make this week's chat. And somebody asked me before, how do I know what questions will end up there and what questions won't? I usually evaluate questions based on the complexity of the answer, but also if I think, should there be an audience, would the audience be at least sort of engaged by the question. Some questions I will push back two or three times until it seems like the best fit. Oh, I've got four questions related to this. Let's put them all together. Other times I will hold a question for months because it's it's not that the question is unimportant. It's just that I might end up with a recording with 13 very, very random questions and I want it to feel somewhat organized. I want it to feel somewhat like curated. So really random questions that don't easily fit anywhere. I haven't prior to this podcast had an outlet for them. And they would just sort of languish in the you know folder in my desktop or they'd sit in my Twitter DMs or my Instagram messages or something. But now, thanks to the power of the podcast, I can sit here and just grab a question that didn't fit anywhere. Uh, This week on the chat, I don't know if you heard it, but this week in the chat, I talked a lot about believing in yourself and how much of an asshole I was and organizing your publishing and kind of laying out the groundwork for life as a writer. This question, though, isn't so much about life as a writer or understanding publishing. It's a sort of technical question that isn't very technical, but it sounds technical. I get a lot of questions like this. You get a lot of questions like this from writers who have absorbed or seen writing advice and either the writing advice was poorly like delivered to them or they've misinterpreted it and carry some assumptions as to how things are supposed to be and something simple ends up complicated. That's not to say that things that are complicated are inherently easy and they're just, you know, shitty and they're messing it all up. Some stuff that is complicated is legit complicated and some stuff that is simple is legit simple. This, however, is not one of those things. This is something that is so often explained in these hyper-complicated technical ways when in fact it's really something pretty straightforward. And my concern isn't so much the ability to answer the question as it is I want to answer the question but not make the person feel stupid for asking it because my answer will be far simpler than the length and breadth of the question they're asking. Here's the question. How do I handle characters moving from place to place? This is a really, it's one of those questions on its face that sounds easy. You just write some sentences where the characters go places. But since a lot of people can't just settle with that answer, they won't just sit with it and they can't let it be that simple because it 
it wouldn't be a question people asked if it was that simple, right? Like it's got to have more theory to it. There's got to be some tip or technique or trick or craft or, or something they can do that, you know, makes it bigger than just write a sentence about it. And they start architecting this incredible scaffolding around their story to justify beats and justify transitional beats. And what's the difference between a transitional beat and a segue and while those are all valid individual questions, by the way, if you're curious, a segue is usually indicated by a shift in time or stuff not mentioned on the page, whereas a transitional beat is an action that leads us from one thing to the next. A transitional beat would be driving somewhere and having a sentence or two about driving, whereas a segue would be something like the next morning, comma, and the thing carries on. Beyond that, though... That's usually not what the question is asking because that's not what the person wants. They don't want a definition answer. They want to know how they can write smoother so that the story feels a little less hopscotch so that it doesn't seem like I'm going here for two paragraphs, then I'm going over there for three paragraphs, then I'm going over here for four more paragraphs. And my answer is always this, no matter what. doesn't matter the genre. doesn't matter how many characters. doesn't matter the tense. doesn't matter the person you're writing in. The reason why it feels hopscotchy is not because you are bad at writing transitions. The reason it feels hopscotchy is because you have too much movement, moving too quickly. And from a, a zoomed out view, it's a misunderstanding of story structure. And from a zoomed in view, it's an anxiety. It's an anxiety that, that we have to cover a lot of ground and there's a lot going on and I'm going to need that time and space so I better just speed up and keep moving. But from a zoomed out view, it's a complete misunderstanding of story and a misunderstanding of exactly how many words a story should have. If you are writing, I talked about this in a previous podcast, I think. If you're somebody looking at your writing and you say to yourself, oh my God, I've written 5,000 words and I only have 95,000 more words available in this whole manuscript, but I'm barely out of like the farmhouse in the first chapter. Is that a problem? Not necessarily, because if the complexity of your story and the amount of stuff that you feel you need to cover, the most critical stuff, it, it shouldn't take that long. If you cover literally every inch of everything, then yes, you will run afoul of an overblown word count, but you've forgotten that you don't have to cover everything. Not every movement needs to be described to the same detail. Not every movement even needs to be accounted for. Sometimes we can just fast forward or shorthand things or hand wave things so that you don't have to worry about some of these transitions. And ultimately, Instead of trying to lock in and, and express every single move, every single character makes in order as though you are trying to give the reader a checklist and make sure that the reader understands every step in the itinerary, the reader's looking for a story. They're not looking for hyper-completion or hyper-articulation of an idea. They don't, they don't really care. They're, they're not tracking steps. This isn't a Fitbit sort of a thing. They're not tracking the specific movements for no reason. They're looking for a story. And if that means we have to hand wave a few steps and, you know, if, if we have an example where a character 
has to go from point A to point B, but they make a, a stop for gas along the way. You, if, if it's just a stop for gas and it's not a problem, like we're not at a gas station where there's going to be an action beat or we have to figure out somehow to like pay for gas when we have no money and we're just going from A to B or they're going from A to B and they stop to use a restroom or something. You don't have to detail that stuff. You, you don't have to. It may have happened. It may not have happened. It is ultimately unimportant because at the end of the day, the reader isn't trying to verify the fact that this made up person feels very human. And yeah, sometimes when people go for long trips, they have to go pee somewhere. Like they're not looking for that replication of human existence in a meticulous way so much as they are looking for a relationship with a made-up person who is expressing some dimension of something that they themselves can connect with. They're not here for your character to take a leak. They're not here for your character to stop over at, you know, the bodega and grab a pack of gum. Doesn't matter. Not a thing they're looking for. Not a thing that matters. What matters is that they get from point A to point B. And if you're really, really worried about how you're sort of parceling out your word count and you, you keep getting bogged down in all these little unnecessary details, you've got to make stronger decisions about what gets covered and what doesn't. You don't need to show everything. You can hand wave it. Skip over it. If it needs to be expanded on because the exact details of something from point A to point B help make B make more sense, like we have to go from A to B to, to, stop the, to stop the evil scientist and along the way we go rescue a good guy scientist, then yeah, say that. But if going from A to B to stop the evil scientist, uh, we decide we're going to like go through the McDonald's drive-through because we're hungry, you, you don't have to detail that. If we were watching this on TV, if we were having a more cinematic visual experience, then yeah, it might be a little, we might play that beat for absurdity or levity to show like we have to urgently go and then the car is crawling along in the drive-thru line. But you don't have to put that in your book. That doesn't have to be in your text. Get Chances are, let's, let's bring this thing home. Chances are the reason why you've got that hopscotch vibe is because you're moving too quickly and under-describing everything, likely out of the anxiety that you don't have a lot of time and don't have a lot of space, and yet you have a lot to say. So you're rushing through it. When that happens, and it's pretty common that that happens, what you're looking at is not uh, a need to be hyper-specific in miniature 10,000 times, it's to eliminate the amount of stuff you have to do. Pare it down and keep the reader moving. Not in a rush, hasty way, but if we can trim out five or six of these small hopscotchy steps because they don't ultimately matter or go anywhere, and at the end of it, you know, we just get back on the road and nothing has really changed, why, would, why do we need that to be detailed? Moving the character is, if it's unimportant, pretty dull. So why detail it so much? That's something worth thinking about. That's something worth considering when you're looking at your manuscript and wondering, hey, how do I trim this? Go look for situations, places, and positions where it's sort of a little cul-de-sac narratively. I come into a thing, I do something, I exit, and while stuff happened, nothing has really changed. 
I pulled off for gas and I got back on the road. And aside from being, you know, a, you know, spending some money, but also having gas in the car, nothing really matters. It doesn't matter that I, you know, spent $30 on gas. It doesn't matter if my gas tank is now full because it's more important that my character be on the road. Then if you really, really feel the need to tell me or uh, tell the reader that I stopped and got gas, then just make that part of the sentence and keep moving. Slow down, focus on what's important, skip the other stuff. Give that some thought and I'll talk to you tomorrow.